Gate 14 podcast. What a weekend. What a weekend for the brand. Everything is right in the world again. The Toronto Blue Jays own the New York Yankees at Yankee Stadium. Vladdy is your daddy. JR, what's up, man? How was your weekend? We'll we'll break some. We got something to talk about in a little second here, but how was your weekend, brother? It was great, man. I mean, whenever the Jays win a series, it's, you know, adds a little stamp of approval to the weekend. For sure. I'm way more happier when the Jays. I would have been mm-hmm. miserable if the Jays would have lost that game, especially with how Kevin Gossman pitched today. So, Avery, what's up, man? How was your golf round? Good. I played in an hour and 30 minutes, 18 holes. It was holy shit. It was just something that dreams are made of. And I, I don't want to say the name of the golf course because I don't want to expose it because it's so much better because no one knows about it. But the course that me and you always play, it's usually never busy. It rules. Yeah, that part is awesome. I don't someone said my name too as we were playing. I hit the best drive of my life, like <laughs> right away. And he's like, Avery? I had no idea who it was. I didn't know if it was a buddy, someone who listens here. So um <laughs> that was very funny. I just early T pickup, club twirled, it was right down the middle. Yeah, you awesome. love to see that. I- I'm the king of the club twirl, even if like it might not <laughs> even be the good one. But let's go into it. The swing hurt around the world. If you haven't uh, seen this, I tweeted it. Yeah, Gate if you 14. haven't seen this video, Avery tweeted it. We've retweeted it from the Gate 14 podcast. If you haven't seen I got nothing for you. Jeremy Roach, we got a video of Jeremy Roach's swing on the golf course. And to say that it is breathtaking is an understatement. <laughs> this swing. Let's go into your round today first, Jerry, before I break down the swing from an analytical standpoint, like I said. Mm-hmm. How was the round today? It, there was it was a very odd round let's just say that like i was topping the ball like crazy the okay. first two holes were i wonder weird. why i went into a bunker on hole two and my brother just got the ball out and i was kind of went in there big dick thinking like i know how to hit out of a bunker and I might have hit this thing a hundred yards onto the road. Just an absolute <laughs> laser greenside bunker. Like I swung full speed and just hit, just hit all ball. And so let's just... go. It's, it's you got, I would pay, I would kill someone to golf with you and Chris. I would, I would, I would do unspeakable things to golf with you and Chris. So you said before we started recording here, you didn't miss the ball, which is always yeah. a plus. It's always a plus. You don't want to be embarrassed like that. What did you shoot? I shot 101. I had a birdie today. I hit I hit the ball. <laughs> no joke. I was 150 yards out. I sculled the shit out of my pitching wedge. When I had to apologize to the people on the practice screen, like putting, because I hit it onto the practice screen. Okay. I dropped the ball to the side. I do a quick pitch out from 60 yards and fucking dunk it for birdie. <laughs> So wait, you're at Savannah, right? That's where yeah. you play. You know the, you know the, 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 uh, the, the hole that has greens. Yeah, it was that one. So it was at the back, <laughs> and it just it hits the green. I just didn't even think about it. Hit it, fucking rolls in for birdie. But that's not okay. So you took a, but you had but to you drop. Can't, I don't, you can't chip out of the practice green. I can't. You know what? We'll call it a birdie, Avery. We're not going to be That's like rules. a cart path ruling. We'll sure. Call yeah, it, yeah, we'll yeah. call it a birdie, but I want to talk about the swing herd around the world. Whoever filmed that should be sued. You, you, That video being on the not, internet. I did not know I was being filmed. <laughs> Pat, my buddy Pat said after. That video that should be did. cease and desist. Let's make I mean, that there's clear. worse out there on the internet that I would prefer not get exposed. I'm pretty sure we have a swing of Jared last year hitting the ball 10. Yes, feet. we do. Yes, we do. I think it's in front of the green. He went way over. Yeah. So yes. Pat knew what he was doing when he put it in a group chat that I'm in that swing video. <laughs> so he, he was happy to see it hit the internet. I'm almost positive. He's, he's well, I just want to be confused here. So you took a divot with your driver is that is that a regular occurrence for you? Like, wh- where where are you at with that? Because that is, if I want someone to, can someone pause this of you almost at contact, and it's it's insane. The just the swing path, 
I would the, like the, to ask the question is how do you take divots with your driver, but you can't do it with your irons? That's another that great is, question yeah. to be asked. Uh, it's, a, it's a mental thing. It has to be mental. <laughs> this is mental. And, and listen, we're all golf guys here. We all play with the fuck around rules and stuff like this. That drive didn't make it past the women's tee. So did you shoot with your dick out? Um, your second, your approach shot, because that's the rule. I can't, that I play, I can't with. play with that ruling. I can't play with that ruling because it would be a disaster for me. I'd have my pants down the entire round. <laughs> that's the issue. Can't play with that ruling. Anyways, yeah, I just wanted to go into that video because I don't even I think sh- we got to we got to break it down yet. The actual swing. Okay, well, the swing is. Listen, your setup. I said this to Avery on stream. It looked awesome. The setup was awesome. The setup was there. The back swing. Listen, I I don't have a driver, so I can't really speak on this. Your driver almost goes around your entire body on the swing. And then you you transfer the weight well, and then it's just an absolute nightmare from there on out. The driver almost cut into the earth's crust before it made contact with the ball. And then you did a baseball finish with their front foot squashing the bug. And it was... It was insane. Avery, what would you, what, what's one thing, what, what's one tip you'd give JR here with that um, drive? Just got to, got to make better contact. I think the ball's in the middle of his stance. Um, <laughs> Is that what my issue? Yeah, it should be at like your front foot here. But I am seeing here, I am breaking it down. I am on slow-mo on Twitter right now from the top of this swing. <laughs> as soon as you get to the top and you start your downswing, it's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I would not want to have one of those swing trackers on my swing. That's yeah, like sure. your hips and stuff are so far fired forwards. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And as a guy, listen, as a guy who that sold could... his driver, um, I can't really break okay, that down. I need to screenshot this. Yeah, this put part. it out there. The, uh, the club in the grass five inches behind the golf ball. it's it's awesome it's awesome so for the golf heads out there that haven't fast forwarded this part yet it's all time jr jr take your tips in the trade all that type of stuff um we love to see that so i just that video is all time hopefully my swing never makes it to the internet i would be very mad if it did but it probably will sooner than later and i am not excited for it because the golf heads out there will be body bagging me just like yankees twitter was trying to do with me all weekend so let's go into some stuff here um, one thing that I wanted to discuss was we were made aware of a review on our Apple podcast a couple days ago of someone calling us a misogynist. And I kind of want to break it down. If falling in love at the Corona lounge makes me a misogynist, makes me a piece of shit, makes me wrong. I never want to be right. I never, ever, ever want to be right. If that makes me wrong, falling in love at the Corona rooftop lounge, you could save it. Save save being right. I never want to be right. Avery, when you saw that review, did you like backtrack into what did we possibly say that was misogynist? Because I, I, I'm not a speaker of misogyny. I don't know really what it means. I know it's just degrading women, I guess I think it means. Where where were you at with that? I, I didn't know how to react to it. I don't know what we said that was misogynistic besides, besides the Corona Lounge. Yeah, I, I looked up the real definition of it after. I was like, uh, I don't know, like what you wanted to fall in love i think we said that there was great looking people there um <laughs> so i don't know <laughs> it, i just i had to bring it up because it was uh i couldn't believe my eyes when i read it. i was like if anything we're just fucking pieces of shit like we're just pieces of shit i wouldn't go <laughs> as far as the misogynist part but yeah, sure I thought, I, love I, thought, women. I thought we respect women well on i do respect i am we were the first blue jays podcast to den- denounce domestic assault i believe 100%. and uh we made that very clear last year. So this I don't know pro where... pro woman podcast as well. I couldn't love women more. I want to make that clear. That's the reason why the Corona lounge is my thing. If, like I said, if any listener out there has a sister, older sister, cousin that's into baseball or into this type of stuff and wants to get a little, wants to get a piece of the gate 14 podcast with a prenup, um, hit me up. Let's, let's get something <laughs> going here. Let, let's get something going here. Someone slide in my DMs. Let's get it going. Meet me at the Corner Rooftop Lounge this week. Um, but yeah, listen, Johnny loves women. Avery loves women. Jerry loves women. We will never, we're not misogynists. All right, let's make that clear. Sometimes the people that actually have to say they're not misogynists are misogynists, but 
The reason why we were called it was That's like someone the- someone saying they're not a criminal when they're just most definitely a criminal. <laughs> but yeah, no, listen, if it's a falling in love at the corner rooftop lounge is wrong, I never want to be right. I want to make that I just want to make that very clear. Um, next thing I want to talk about is the death threats that I got in my personal Twitter DMs this week from Yankee fans. Insane. I the fact and listen, I know it's like a kind of a sign of we're growing, we're growing, we're growing. I just find it absolutely absurd that people will go to that length to just like just say hateful shit via DM from a burner account with just off of a baseball game. It's insane. And you guys saw the DMs we got on our gate 14. It was wild. Someone called me a wife beater. (laughs) And then they also said if you were, but if you like, they also chirped you saying you probably don't even have a wife at the same time. It was a wild turn of events. It was listen, we were in the mud. It is this week. it is nuts, man. It's um someone said I hadn't seen my dick in weeks last week as well, which was very what? funny. Yeah, that was JR. Funny. This is why JR is so sheltered from the shit that me and Avery get. It you get it way me... worse than I did. It was hilarious. Like, I had no I get it. You guys are in the mud. I get it the worst. I'm not even in the same stratosphere as like I get it insane. Like the TikTok comments are wild. <laughs> the TikTok, I knew about the TikTok. I th- I in my head when when I saw your your screenshot, I thought at some point it would move over to Twitter, and it would be about <laughs> it would be about Yankees for sure. No, the well, best. One... Now you're fighting though. It's probably because we're we're in constant arguments with Hubs, who has a fall a pretty big following. Yeah. Right? So it it's gonna. I mean, it's it's part of the content. I, I can respect the truth. People are fucked, though. I'm a chirper, and I can respect a good chirp. Mm -hmm. The best one was from Al's brother's farmer. Pipe down, you dorky, googly-eyed fuck. Stop being an ignorant piece of shit. That's the one you come at me with, and I got nothing for you. I just tip my cap and say thank you. That's that. And and lastly, going into the Twitter mud conversation, I am over 24 hours sober of arguing with the man who tweets like a 14-year-old, and it is the most refreshing thing in my life. I I had a couple people baiting me, like, Quoting me, I have to agree with BJD. I have to agree with BJD, Johnny. Like, you want to comment on this? Nope. I'm uh, stepping away. The I'm going thing- to do a verbal thing. Blue Jays' dad might be right about the rotation. I, like I said, I'm out of the Blue Jays' dad business. I will not acknowledge if he is right or wrong. Um, I can't comment on it. I've made it very clear I won't be commenting on it, so I don't have a stance with it. But let's go into the games, boys. Let's go into the fucking games and... Speaking about the games, I got to give my flowers when giving my flowers is due. Joe Siddle and Dan Schulman in the booth fucking rule. Those dudes together are prime Jordan and Pippen in the booth. It was a pleasure. Usually I'll have the volume off, but I just saw a million tweets at us like, wow, D- Bo- uh, Dan and Joe are just killing in the booth. I left it on for the live stream. It was awesome. They killed it. They did a great job. And, uh, we are so lucky to have Dan Schulman in the booth, man. We are so lucky to have Dan Schulman. He is a he's he's the best in the business, easily. He's so he is so good. Again, I don't watch the games. What like I don't listen to the games when we're on stream, so you guys can't hear like feedback for it. So I watched every single game without volume again. So I have oh, no idea God, if they were dude. great. Yeah, I just it's, that's terrible. It's fine to watch that way because I have Johnny to talk to. Like I have, that's I have true. noise. I'm not sitting in silence, but yeah, that's a good uh, point. So I can, I cannot comment. I have been one to say I don't like Buck uh, anymore. Right now, I think his time has passed. So I won't comment on it because I didn't hear them. Like he was just. I saw some funny quotes from Joe on Twitter though. Um, just some sexual innuendos that he was. He, and he knew what he was doing. You he knew. So? He knew what he was doing. Joe was a hound dog. Joe is a hound dog. He gets it in. I he knows what he was saying. What did he say? He's like, you got. I'd rather him come hard than come soft. Or yeah, it, yeah, something it, like. It, with, it was it was a masterclass. It was an absolute. He said, "Where is it?" That was. The, I'd rather was see it. him stay hard than go soft. King shit. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> he knew he knew what the fuck he was doing. Joe Siddle forever. I love Joe Siddle. I think it's yeah. For me, it was always just been just buck getting to me and not explaining the game like kind of dumbing it down, which I think he does a good job for the uneducated fan of teaching them about the game. And that's just not really something I need anymore from Buck. For sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So let's go into, uh, go into the games here. 
Where were you when you say Kikuchi saved the season again? Where were you? Where were you when you say Kikuchi saved the season again? And I'm not going to give myself flowers, but I called the Jays winning on Friday and Sunday. Credit to me. Um, you say Kikuchi, at some point, we always say this, it's just not a joke anymore. He's just good. Or have we reached that point, Avery? Have we reached that point where we could say, this isn't a fluke anymore. This is all over two months. He's been really good. Where, where, where are we at with this? Well, it hasn't even been a month yet, Johnny. No, I'm saying like with spring training. I, sure, sure, but um, I'll I'll just take season stats until we get we get two good months of you say Kikuchi. I'll say uh, he rocked. The stuff has always been there, so it's not like he had a he's had a huge uptick in velocity or. But he's anything. never had the confidence though. He's never 100, had the confidence. Hundred, hundred percent. You're, you're not wrong about that. I just think he's pitching fantastic. And as your fifth guy, I know Twitter's a small part of real world stuff, but them people trying to nitpick what he's done to say it'll go badly. Sure, he's going to have some shitty starts down the line here. But if you get ten shitty starts, maybe that's a little too many. Whoa, sh- whoa. But he's gonna make 30, 10 shitty ones out of 30 starts, then it's like as your five guy, you're you're almost okay with that, right? Compared to some of the other ones where it was always hit and miss. We're getting you say Kikuchi pretty deep into two starts in a row here now. Uh the Rays one's fantastic. He's beat two of the best teams in baseball his last two outings. What more could you ask for from you say Kikuchi? So for me, it's kind of an A plus start to his season. By the way, and Lord gone. knows what his ERA is if Varsho catches that ball against the Angels, right? Like if Varsho doesn't have that mishap in LA, maybe his confidence is still there for that game and he carves. You know, you never really know. The Jays ended up winning it, obviously, so I don't really care about that. But this is my thing, and I, I argued this on Twitter. It's like, why can't we not just enjoy something? Why do we always have to have? Oh, you say Kikuchi's being good. I like his results, but he's gonna be shit in a couple of weeks. But it's going to catch up to it. Like, why can't we just enjoy the rate? Like, it, that's what Toronto sports fandom is, is they always try to prepare themselves for heartbreak or they just always try to be negative when we have something good going here. We have our fifth starter who was absolutely rat pissed last year. Terrible. And he's pitching good. And I have to read tweets of guys already just saying, oh, this is going to be terrible. Move him to the bullpen. The move into the bullpen tweet was fucking wild, Avery. Like, he is five innings in, one earned run, and we have guys begging for him to go to the bullpen? What are we doing? Why can't we just enjoy a fifth starter being good? That's my thing, Ave. That's my thing with that. that. That's what aggravated me this week, was just preying on someone's downfall, essentially. That's what that was. Yeah, for sure. It's trying to think like their GMs, and look into the stats where the stats sometimes are quite literally right in front of your face in the game you're watching. He's pitching well. Who kind of cares? So I, it was awesome to see Yusei Kikuchi again in Central Park before the start. I'm pretty <laughs> sure because that happened last year, he was at Central Park before start. And I'm not totally 100% all, um, sure, but I think he sucked probably the next start. And then uh, this one was just awesome. Seeing him in Central Park on the off day again. He just looks so happy and he cares, man. You say cares. You say cares so and this much. this team is 4-0, and right? 4-0 when he starts. 4-0 and you say Kikuchi starts. Seems seems like they care about playing for the guy. <laughs> it's all time. I don't know what to say besides the fact that it's awesome to watch because cocky Yusei Kikuchi doing that little strike strut after throwing 96 on the black against Aaron Judge is awesome. JR, I mean, you got to see that game on Friday. Me and Avery were, I was fucked up on Friday. Holy shit. Uh, JR, what was your thoughts on the our king, Yusei Kikuchi, man? I mean, he looks good, man. He's been a, he's been a rock for, for something we, we kind of need. So you love to see it. I think it's... Uh, it's a little too early, obviously, but uh, but definitely promising. Holy fuck! It's a big, uh, it's a big fuck you from you say to the haters. That's for sure. Oh, for sure, and there are tons. Did you I guys? Mean, uh, did you he guys was like ripped it? apart last year? Deservedly so. <laughs> yeah, deservedly so. Yes, yes. But then, 
we had talked about this. It gets back to maybe it's a meme of we wanted him to do well in the offseason, but we were trying to will a fan base behind you say Kikuchi, and it, se- it seems to have worked. And I love watching him go out there and pitch now. It's when he sucks, he sucks. Obviously, like every pitcher. But when he is good, is there a more fun guy to watch on the mound be good? Because it's it's a it's from the left-handed side. And I don't know what it is, but when he is fired up, it's just different. Like it's like a different celebration that you can't get from like when oh, he just does little he does this little like fist pump like right beside his chest. And it's just like him saying, I'm a I'm a dog. I know I'm a dog, and I am carving the New York Yankees right now. And obviously, I'm not going to ask for him to go six scoreless or six one, six innings of one-run work against the Yankees every single time he pitches against them. But it's cool to see because Lord knows what we didn't even have a five guy last year. We had goddamn who, – who was it? What was his name? Thomas Hatch pitching in the five roll at one point, like on a doubleheader. It's awesome that the Jays actually have trust in a guy, and the team clearly likes playing behind him. They they produce runs for him. They're 4-0 when he's pitching. So I enjoy it. As a say truther, as a say guy, we've been – I think we were the first people to hop on the say bandwagon. Are we the first to say this? We've been talking about this guy since the offseason with say cares and all that type of stuff. So um, it's just another common gate 14W. I, I'm all in on the say train. I can't wait for him to pitch. On, if it goes uh, off the tracks, I'll be heartbroken. But this thing just keep, keeps – But we'll on. always have his first four starts, though. It's like it's like when you break up with your girlfriend, but you're like, man, did we have a good run those two years? If you say Kikuchi <laughs> pitches like shit, we'll be like, man, those four starts were awesome. Yeah, well, I think we can just we just break it down into two starts, like Rays and Yankees back to back master. Yeah, like he car he he handed the Rays and Yankees their first series losses essentially. That's what he did, and you got to be. A, it was an awesome game. That Friday game ruled, man. I mean, is there anything better? And I I, I put this on the TikTok then. Vladdy getting booed at Yankee Stadium and saying he will never play for the Yankees and then putting his balls on the table and hitting a home run the next inning when he after he said that. Like on Friday, he said before the game, I will never play for the Yankees. He said that on Friday. And what does he do in the first inning of the game against the New York Yankees? He launches a baseball into fucking orbit. Two-run nuke to give you say the lead. Why isn't Vladdy a Blue Jay for life? What are we waiting for now? He's shown every single aspect of his game off, gold glover, silver slot, everything. What 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 are they waiting for now? Just give him a blank check. Seriously. He wants to be be here forever. I were at the same loss for words as to why he hasn't been extended at some point too. And now he's doing the little money symbols at home plate yes, after he hits the yes. home run. I kind of like it, man. Sassy Vladdy, as our good friend Alejandro <laughs> Kirkby or Zesty Vladdy. <laughs> He would say, um, yeah, I mean, fuck, man. He is so, so awesome. And him just hating the Yankees as much as all of us makes him so much better as well. And I, the hate that they have for Vladdy is <laughs> awesome. It is. It's like, and how they can't can... say anything? It's not like, it's not like, cause when we, we talk shit about Aaron judge, obviously he did nothing this weekend, nothing against the blue Jays. The Yankee fans talk shit about Vladdy. And it backfires into oblivion. He hit two home runs, had a double, a six. He raked. It's it's awesome. That's what he does. That's why I love Vladdy, man. He seems to show up in the big moments, too. Vladdy does. And maybe he created this moment himself. <laughs> but if you have to do that to get up in some big game, some big series, I'm fine with that. They hate Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Insane. It is, it is awesome to see him kind of become the villain to the Yankees fans. It's because what the two people they hate the most, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Alec Manoa, because all they do is call them fat, just absolutely dunked on them this weekend, both of them. Alec Manoa's didn't lead to a win, sadly, but <laughs> Alec Manoa got shut out innings the whole time he pitched. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alec Manoa pitched great. Um, I guess we're going to this. I want to. I want to. I'll do one more thing about. Um, do you guys like the Apple TV? No, this year? no. They were talking about the MLS the entire fucking time. What a waste of money, man! Terrible. Makes me sick. It may, and by the way, I have a question. Maybe the listeners can answer this in the comment section. Why do the Jays never get Sunday Night Baseball? Is it because of the con? Because ESPN is with TSN, so it's like a competitor. Like, where where are they at with that? Because they're they're not. 
Yeah, ESPN and TSN are like sister, are like brother sister companies. Oh, I was like, why would they compete if they're yeah, brother that would be, companies? That'd be confusing. I don't. I because one was has the Jays ever had a Sunday night game, baseball no. game in your memory at the Rogers no, Center? No. I don't remember. Not at the Rogers Center because Rogers has exclusive, right? So they they wouldn't allow that to ESPN, which is with TSN, right? Because it mm-hmm. would the game would be on TSN. Oh, I don't know if that makes sense. No, no, no. It wouldn't be. Because it's the same thing as know. Apple be... Apple TV. I'm sure the Jays would love to. I think it has something to do with us being Canadian and ratings in America. Yeah. Um, they but probably... this is like one of the most fun teams in baseball, though, right? Like, But even the 2015-2016 teams, I don't remember them being on Sunday Night Baseball ever. Yeah. Could the Jays play in a Sunday night, though, away? I don't remember. Why. I don't remember them doing that either, man. That's that what I'm saying. Interesting. Maybe the listeners, I, I know Chris Block and them listen to this. Maybe they can DM us and answer this or this other guys and stuff. But I would love to know why the Jays haven't been on Sunday Night Baseball. Because that would be awesome. It'd be cool to just see the whole, just be like the primetime game that everyone gets to watch and stuff like that. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, maybe someone can answer that for us. But yeah, I mean, dude, Vladdy's awesome. Trevor Richards was kind of good on Friday too. <laughs> one, one scoreless. He's I think he just only threw like eight pitches too. It was insane. But the bullpen looked awesome. Eric Swanson obviously comes in after not pitching for seven days. Thank you, John Schneider. You bozo. And he just carves like he always does. And that's what he does. That's what he does. So let's go into Saturday's game. Garrett Cole versus Alec Manoa. Hypothetically speaking, as a baseball watcher, Garrett Cole rules. I'm going to say it. I hate him. I hate his guts. I hate him so much. I wish nothing but horrible things happened to him on the baseball field. He rules, Avery. We're watching that. It's just you can't say anything besides the fact that this guy's awesome. Yeah, if your take's anything other than that, I think you're lying, probably. <laughs> he he made big-time pitches the whole game. The Jays were just in uncomfortable at-bats constantly. Um, yeah, I wish he wasn't such a fucking nerd, and he wasn't <laughs> so hateable, because God, is he good at baseball. And he has been for a pretty long time now. Crazy that he still hasn't won a Cy Young yet. Again, we were... You were talking about that too. He's won one ERA title, but just no Cy Young. No so. Cy Young. He's been always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Top five finishes. He's had. It does seem like this is the year that it could probably happen, though. Yeah, yeah. I, he has a point zero six three ERA. I think it is, or even lower. It's the most absurd thing I've ever seen. He made light work of the Toronto Blue Jays lineup, and surprisingly so, Manoa went toe to toe with him. Manoa was running it up to ninety four, ninety five. Avery. I, it, he got to 95-8. 95-8. Uh, you got to tip your cap to Alec Manoa. Alec Manoa's back. He, he looked like the old the old Alec Manoa. Yeah, Yankee Stadium started his career, too. He Oh, he yes. Loves, he loves pitching in that place. The best thing, we always talked about the slider being a weird pitch uh, for him this season that there was just so much movement. He came out. He threw the slider almost two miles an hour harder and it had way less um, horizontal break. So we were saying the pitch looked so good, he just couldn't throw it for strikes. I think he got back in the lab here. He got six whiffs on it, um, 50% whiff rate on his uh, slider, which yeah. had to have been the best so far of the season. So pitch that had been big for him the year before. Um, he kind of refined here in a bullpen, and, man, did he look good too. And just change up, he threw 14 of them as well. So – It was awesome to see Alec Manoa get out there and compete, as we know he can. Because he hates the Yankees, too, and he hates Garrett Cole more than anyone on planet Earth. So him going toe-to-toe with a guy he talks shit to and actually outlasted him in the game, too. I mean, he went further in the game than he did. So Joey from the Bronx was in the mud when he can make a fat joke about Manoa and Vladdy this weekend when they both showed up when after talking shit. So all-time performance. I mean, then we got to go to the bat of that game. So Jay's offense doesn't produce anything until the ninth inning Jordan Romano comes in in the eighth or no Jimmy Garcia comes in in the eighth are you concerned about Jimmy Garcia his ERA is 790 Avery where are you out with Jimmy I know it's early listen I know it's yeah, early yeah you can't. I know it's early but he it, this is a lot of appearances he's had now where he's gotten hit around so it was just two hits for for Jimmy right it was the one down the middle um to Oswald Peraza I think he threw a cutter down the middle. That was middle-middle. Horrible pitch. And then Volpe hit what I thought was out of the zone pitch out for a home run to the short porch. So and, it's in Garcia. But this is what I'm saying about being concerned about him. So 
in Jimmy Garcia's last four innings pitched, he's given up six runs and three home runs. Yeah, there's cause to be concerned. I don't I don't think the stuff is he's changing. lost his role though, right? Like he's not gonna be a high leverage guy for a while now until he starts proving himself again. Well, I clearly think, I think they're gonna settle into how it how it seemed to us um at the start of the season where Jimmy or Zach Pop seven. Eric Swanson's going to go the eighth, and Jordan Romano's going to go the ninth. Well, I hope Eric Swanson goes the eighth. You never know with John Montoyo. I you, you never truly know with that, but he uh, he was bad. And then, man, Jordan Romano. I don't know what that was on Saturday, man. Or yeah, Saturday. Just Jano comes in the game, gets you all the momentum, gives a two a massive two run nuke to the short ports to tie the game in a game you had no business being in, no business being in, especially with Garrett Cole on the mound. Two-run nuke. Calvin Biggio puts down one of the worst bunts my four eyes have ever fucking seen to ruin the momentum. And then Jordan Romano doesn't even record an out. Doesn't even record an out. Where are you out with Jordan Romano? I, I'm not going to be a hot take guy. I want Eric Swanson to be the closer right now. Oh, Jesus, Johnny. You can't, you can't say that. You can't say before you just said that I don't want to be Is a The guy who's guy. leading the, Ameri- the league in saves, you don't want to be the closer? I don't know. I this I may I may be an idiot. Just all the numbers are flashing in my dumb little brain. So you gave Erickson. up a double to Rizzo, which wit, albeit would have had to been an outstanding play, could have made the play, I think. And then he gets a ground ball in the five six hole that Chapman hits hits off his wrist, and they can't make a play on it. So there's two right away. Then you try and get him to walk someone or get whoever they were facing to get themselves out type thing, and then DJ. It's a ball through the five. Okay. Maybe that was a dumb take by me. Maybe that was a dumb take by me, but I am just have the blinders on for Eric Swanson. This dude has a one seven four ERA and a 0.87 whip. I don't like, he is awesome. And he just doesn't get any chances. I know uh, whatever he's pitched a lot of innings. He hasn't pitched. He pitched one game in the last week or two games in the last week. I, so I, I want you to do this little exercise, Johnny. This isn't something I like to do often, but I want you to check Jordan Romano's baseball savant page and then tell me. Okay. No, it was a dumb take. Tell me it was a dumb take. But the thing is, what tell you're me not you think get... he, should be, he shouldn't be the closer. Okay. But what you're not going to get with other shows is shows immediately saying off the bat they fucked up. I might have fucked up. Okay. <laughs> it was a dumb take. It was an idiot take. I love Eric Swan. Oh, my God. That baseball savant page. It is just <laughs> yeah. all red. All right, take it back. Disavow. So if you didn't already turn off your radio, um, I screwed up. All right. Jordan Romano is my closer still. But this is my dumb brain again, Avery. Let's say Jordan Romano does lose the closer role. What happens with the entrance? Like when he enters a game in the eighth or seventh now, are they still doing the tsunami thing? Or where do I, they have with I that? don't think you can do it. I think whatever. You have to do the entrance, but it's got to be a different guy. And he's got to play the role. You know, it's just a Blue Jays closer entrance. But like Eric Swanson's walking song is so ass. I don't even I, it, remember what it's it was. like a weird little like country rock. It, it's terrible. What do you do with this? <laughs> like Eric Swanson, does he have a we massive walk We don't want to have to think about this one. I'm just saying, I'm just asking the appropriate questions. I don't know where he's at with that. It, it, the moral of the story is Eric Swanson rules. Can we just establish that? He rules. Yeah, I've He's like awesome. Pitch. I've enjoyed it. Did Zach Pop even pitch in this series? Yes. Friday. Friday night he pitched. But, uh, yeah, so let's go into the Sunday game. Kevin goddamn Gossman. Seven innings, 11 punchies, no earned runs, and three hits against the big, bad New York Yankees. Are you shitting me? Are you shitting me, Kevin Gossman? That might have been his best appearance as a Toronto Blue Jay. I'm going to say it. That was... That was his best appearance, Toronto Blue Jays. Only two Blue Jays have had over 10 strike games, 10 strikeout games at Yankee Stadium. Guess the other guy, Avery. Roger Clemens. All right, you already saw that fucking graphic, you piece of shit. All right. Roger Clemens and Kevin Gossman. Those are that's it. That's the list. Kevin Gossman. Do you see what Kevin Gossman said about the outing today, too? Pretty much just shit on himself. Like just said he didn't have his any like didn't feel good at all. Yeah, he's like the quote who didn't who didn't get it. I don't have the quote on me here, which is really bad. He said something. He said something along the lines of, "I just did. I didn't have it today. I, he was trying to reach back for more, and it just, 
he it said, wasn't there. And I got it. So shout out Keegan Matheson for it. It was a grind internally. It just didn't feel like I could rear back when I needed to. And I wasn't necessarily hitting my spots, but I was getting guys out. Sometimes that happens. Just the most downplayed. You just shut out. You just shut out the Yankees and threw seven score, obviously seven scoreless, 11 punchies. And you pretty much just said to the Yankees, you know, what's even more funny about this appearance. I didn't even have my good shit. That's what he just <laughs> said to them. Yeah, he. I mean, he still got it up to 96-1 as well. He threw 103 pitches for someone who didn't feel that great. It's hilarious, man. He, and the, you know what he's doing is he's leaving us like wanting more like, oh, shit. What does he like when he feels good? Now, what is it like when he can get when he can rear back and let it eat? Now I'm excited for one that. bad inning away from being the front runner for Cy Young with Garrett Cole. He's leading the league in strikeouts. Kevin Gossman. Take that, Cole. Take that, Garrett. But it just it, it's such a joy to watch Kevin Gossman pitch for the Toronto Blue Jays. And I would do that. I would double that contract that the Jays gave him. I don't care. He is unbelievable. What a signing. The splitter is unhittable. Even Hubs DM'd us and said, Kevin Gossman is unreal. And I was like, his splitter's fucked. That's all I responded. It's just it's insane. So is this the most fun pitcher you've had? Like, is this the is this the pitcher that you've had the most fun watching for the Blue Jays since got what what Marco Estrada? Because for me, it really is. Like, I usually don't care about watching pitchers, Jr. Mm-hmm. But Kevin Gossman, it, I actually look forward to watching him pitch. Besides, you say obviously, but Kevin Gossman, I look forward to it. It's something I've never been able to do since like Marco Estrada type. Yeah, it's he's been so dominant, like. It's it's great. I mean, it's actually scary to think how good this rotation can be when like the fact that you say he's been this good. Who is a five? Who is a fifth starter pitching as good as you say Kikuchi right now? Like. It's pretty crazy, like and then I mean, Manoa obviously had a phenomenal start, so I mean this rotation could be shaping up to be really good, to be a beast. And if I was a man of integrity, I would say maybe I was certainly wrong at going at someone for saying this rotation is good, but I won't say it because I'm a sober man um, from the mud with that guy. I would say he's kind of on the trail of being a little bit right. I would say that, but I'm not going to. So, yeah, it was awesome, man. It just And we got a... Uh... Sorry, the only other person I could think of who I enjoy watching that much was Roy Halladay, too. But they pitch in such different ways. Doc was so much more surgical. Kevin Gosman, it's, hey, you're going to get a fastball that's going to be in the strike zone, or you're going to have a splitter that's down on top of the plate. And the hitters know that's coming, and they can't do anything about it. They can't do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is it, that is exactly right. And that, it's he rules. And Doc was surgical when he pitched, man. It was cutters and two seamers in and out up and down doing whatever he can to make you get yourself out but i love watching kevin gosman pitch man uh, and he is just so high all like when he pitches in states where weed is legal he is because you know let's be real here we know all we know a couple big leaguers and stuff like that he's getting high before the game that's let's just make that as clear he, he is like the not exactly before the game but the morning of he's smoking a spliff if he is playing, if he is playing at one thirty-five, he'll have like an eight AM spliff. Or if he's playing at seven, he'll just have he'll hit a he'll hit a pen just to kind of relax himself a little bit before because it's legal. It's legal in Major League Baseball. They can't test for it, so it's awesome. You know he is getting high though. I will say that again. I'm going to reiterate that he is one hundred million percent smoking weed before his starts. That is as clear as possible. Yeah, it's part of his pregame routine. It's, he's found a pretty solid one so far. What is it uh, as soon as you get on the 40, man, they no longer test you for like recreational drugs? Yes. Like, That's awesome. Yeah, that rules as immediately. <laughs> so it's just you just love to fucking see it. So the let best, me see what the best part today had to have been by far the back to back home runs. Oh, my God. Dalton Varsho launching to the second deck after he was two for his last 25. And we were kind of we were kind of going at him. Too. Hand up. I went at him. I mean, you're I, two for 25. It, I think rightfully so. You have to say, oh, this guy's kind of been struggling his last 25 at-bats. Yeah, for sure. But I, but before we go into that, I just want to make Jays fans feel good here for a second, just like the good guy I am. We got Kevin Gossman until 2027. We got Kevin Gossman until, or sorry, 2026. We get to watch this for 
four more years technically. This is going to rule. And you know what's funny is, Avery, is the way that he pitches, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, I could be wrong on this, it's kind of like he can do it for a long time. Like fastball splitter, he can kind of do that for a long time. He doesn't, because he's through, he threw like 88 to 91 in KC and he carved. He's th- like shown flashes of being able to not throw as hard as he d- does and still be good. So he has a longevity aspect to his career with that, right? You would think so. Um, I hope never so. want to see decreased velocity for a long period of time, but um, I think he just likes, I don't know what's about him. Sometimes he's just a little more high. In between innings, and sometimes he doesn't feel it, and then the Indicar or Sativa, maybe it depends on what he uh put in his body. But we forgot to talk about this, by the way. I am so mad at myself for not bringing this up for the Friday game, the Brandon Belt game heard around the world. <laughs> the Brandon Belt game heard around the world. Um, let's go, just, Brandon. Just let's go, Brandon. A flash in the pan for our guy, Brandon Belt. Um, he goes two for four with four RBIs and a nuke and two strikeouts. <laughs> just the most Brandon Belt appearance in the history of Brandon Belt. Uh, that ruled. That 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 was awesome <laughs> against the wife beater. Yeah, did we see him another time this weekend, or was that? Uh, on, yeah, we did. Oh, Saturday, yeah. Saturday. Yeah, that does. And then help. and then he followed that performance up going zero for three with two punchies. <laughs> He is. He might be. I don't want to say because he's been like starting to kind of figure it out here. The at bats looking good. Jano is another person who's starting to look like he's really turning. Really good at bats. Really good at bats. And finding the barrel again and not looking like he's super late. But let's go, Brandon, man. That was awesome to see. Um, Might be the only highlight we could get from him for a while. Uh, I got. I'm speechless. The double. So. I, I'm I'm more of a fan of the double. Um, day. No, the double he hit like on in that game. He was he might as well have been crawling around the bases. He was. I mean, he was like slow mo running around the bases. So I, I we had to talk about Brandon Belt. We obviously rag on him. So you had to talk about the positive with Brandon Belt and that that fucking ruled man. Um, but going back into today's game, obviously Vladdy again. Chapman two for four, three sixty seven average. Eric Swanson being used in high leverage and showing why he should be used in high leverage is awesome. Kevin going from Kevin Gossman to Eric Swanson is like get, breaking up with your girlfriend and then getting a fucking a, a hot girlfriend again right after. No downgrade. You go bang bang. That's what it's like going from Kevin Gossman to Eric Swanson. That's my analysis of it. They both they I almost think it's uh a bad thing to throw them back to back. Why? Because they're both fastball splitter guys why wouldn't you want to break that up if you it's basically just throwing another kevin gosman <laughs> which is kind of cool it's like holy shit <laughs> twins it's like the sedine twins of pitching <laughs> it's awesome i i do he is awesome man he is so good but then we got to go into the potential collapse from the sidearm slinger adam simber comes in the game gives up a single no gives up a nuke a single, a single, and the sky is falling in our live stream chat. Game over. It's done. Don't even bring in Jordy. Bring in Bass. Bring in Popcorn Boy. <laughs> it was. I don't know what. Where are you at with Adam Simber, man? I, I I don't know. It just. I I can never ever 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 think he is good. I I can't. He throws eighty two. Yeah, he's been he's been here for the thick of things, and he's he's done his service. I think for the Blue Jays. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. But how can you not want Nate Pearson in the big leagues over big dog like Adam Simber? I know Jr. wants Nate. Jr. wants nasty Nate in, the, Nate in them. I, I would. It would be so awesome to just kind of see Nate come out of the pen throwing a hundred because you know the adrenaline's going to be there. You know the adrenaline's going to be there. He's going to hit a hundred his first time back on the show. You know that's going to happen. So I need to see it. The people need to see it. I demand it. Um, send Adam Simber to the sun, unfortunately, I'm afraid. Or just or just throw Adam Simber whenever. But another guy we gotta talk about that's kind of starting to have a pretty deep regression is Kevin Kiermeyer. Average down to 290. Um 295, sorry. He's one for his last three. He's one for his last nine, whatever. I mean, it's just he he you could tell the at bats starting to catch up to him. Pitchers are starting to 
kind of figure him out with the maybe the adjustments he made to his swing. But at the end of the day, man, it's like he's still so good defensively. And Avery, you saw that today. They play like he just makes every play that comes to him. He really does. It's awesome. Yeah, except for the one double, which yeah, that seemed like he turned his glove over the wrong way. Kevin Kirby is going to hit two twenty. He's going to hit two thirty. He's not a three hundred hitter. He never has been. So yeah. I think once we come to terms with that and that the fact that he's brought in here for his defense, which he's done a fantastic job of, um, I think we're going to be okay with Kevin Kiermaier struggling in the nine hole as long as he plays potential gold glove defense in center field. And we've seen it. It's changed. Varsho in left today to George Springer in right. Again, we've talked about multiple occasions how much better this outfield defense is. And it shows it was, again, there was a couple of times balls kind of line into the gap in left center. Dalton Varsho had taken two steps before the camera had even turned to the outfield. Camera guys and- have been terrible. We got to talk. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Camera guys have no idea what the fuck's going on over there. It looks like me with my glasses off behind the lens. Just absolutely terrible, but whatever. Let's go into the White Sox series, boys. We got ourselves We got ourselves uh, some pitchers coming in. Uh, Lance Lynn. Versus Bassett, the wife beater, Mike Clevenger versus Jose Barrios, who's figured it out. And then Michael Kopech, who has been terrible this year, versus Yusai Young. This has to be a sweep, right? But it won't be. It'll be a two and one series. Yeah. Two and one. Who do you think they lose to, though? Lance Lynn is terrible. But also, and so is Mike. Like, so, so Lance Lynn and Michael Kopech are ass. Yeah, so then there's one left there for you, Michael Mike Clevenger. You think the J- the Jays have a history of beating wife beaters, Domingo Herman, on yep. Friday? I don't know. I would love to have this a sweep, but I feel like Lance Lynn figures it out, starts yelling and screaming at the team. Um, <laughs> but the White Sox are struggling. Like you need to step on the throats of the teams that are struggling and take advantage of them. The White Sox again, they always have big expectations. They fucking suck. They are so. terrible. Just sell the farm. Yeah, Get, well, now that we say this, they're going to sweep the Jays. Free Tim Anderson. I'll yeah. say it. Tim Anderson would look great at second base on this team. Oh, my God. Imagine Tim Anderson and Bo up the middle. Actually, he's I, probably a way better defender. Not that Okay, I, uh, Bo to second, Tim to short. I'd come. <laughs> I would legit come. Um, but, yeah, no. It, I'm going to say Jay sweep. I called, the, I, called the, I called the prediction today. Jay's sweep. Let's go. I called the prediction for the Yankee series. Credit to me again. And I predicted you saw young carves. I'm going to go J sweep. What are you going to go Avery? Um, so people need to start talking about this. I'm going to be at two of the games in this series. Mm-hmm. We're going to go Tuesday. And then for work, we have a nice little outing in a box um, at the game. The one o'clock Wednesday game. Crazy. Kikuchi's corner can't happen at night. So I'm going to say that they go two of three. They win the two games I go to. Undefeated when eight, with Avery Chenier in the I love that. I fucking love that. JR, what about you? I'm going 2-1. I think they lose to Lance. I think they lose tomorrow. But Chris Bassett looks so good. And you know the veteran Chris Bassett is going to carve the shit out of that lineup. That like young lineup that the White Sox have. Chris Bassett is going to pick that lineup apart. Yeah, you know that. a good matchup in a... If I'm not mistaken, the the White Sox have a heavy righty lineup. Or am I crazy? I'm not. I don't know. In my head, you, I you're, you're you're talking to the biggest idiot that. Uh, could figure. But yeah. yeah, I think two one. I think it's just one of those series where you hope that they sweep, but the Jays haven't proved that. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna say sweep, but uh, before we end the podcast, let's go. We're not gonna do winners anymore. I don't really care about saying the winners of this week. We, I mean, we pump their tires enough. Who was your loser of this weekend, Avery? Uh, Italy. That's fucked up. Because I'm Italian. Why? Um, because all the fucking loser Yankee fans, <laughs> Italians, just crying over Vladdy. <laughs> yeah. Go and the Dominican yourself. dude's crying about him too in the in the Bronx, like saying, I'm Dominican and I, we don't claim him. Like, the, you well, the fact if you're Dominican, you don't claim Vladdy. What are you <laughs> thinking? What are you doing? That's like Canada not claiming Wayne Gretzky. Are you guys yeah, good? Yeah, that's that's just so fucking dumb. So yeah, I'm at I'm out on I'm out on Italy for this weekend, sadly. JR, what about you? I was gonna say the Yankees fans. <laughs> nice. that, 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 that's honestly a fine one, I guess. Uh I was gonna say they were losers, of course. And then I think uh 
Snyder, man. I don't think uh I don't think a lot of people have confidence in him. Like it's just a, a couple just some of his moves, man. It goes back to the playoff game and like the confidence in him and his decision making and people saying let's bring in the guy next door. Uh but yeah, man, I gotta say it's just I'm not liking the vibes out there. No, I can I can agree with that. And my loser is Joey five 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 R five 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 who DM'd me a video said you should definitely tweet this and then just blocked me before I could say thanks, man. I don't know. He put my mind in a I guess technically I'm the loser for not knowing how to answer this. He DM'd me a video of someone saying, Ah oh, fuck, the Yankees lose, baby. Fuck that guy. Um he DM'd me that and I just I couldn't answer and said, you can no longer send direct messages. I think he DM'd me that and then just deleted his account. So maybe it was like a Yankee fan, like, listen, you, you want to get us? You got us right here. Here's the free one. So that's my loser is Joey, Joey 555R555. That's my loser of the week. Him and the guy that legit said he wanted me dead. So that that's where we're at with that. But another big news that before we end the podcast here, MLB the show streamer legend, Kevin G.O.D. followed the boys. Shout out that guy, massive, massive streamer. If you don't know who he if who he is, just I mean, just do a quick search. The guy's fucking huge in that space. Maybe Avery can speak on it. Who is Kevin God for the listeners um, who don't know? Just a legend in the MLB the show space. So pretty sure he's from out east. Hilarious guy, loves the Blue Jays. So um, if he makes an appearance on this, podcast, I think I'm gonna try to get him to fill in for you guys when you guys are in Mexico. See if we could do something awesome. with him. He's very funny too. I. I kind of been following his stuff for a long time because I love the show. I think since I was like twelfth grade, I've been watching Kevin videos. Kind of stuff. It's cool. Now, it, it, it's a it's a cool moment for us to be honest, man. That's when we're kind of like, all right, we're starting to at least uh, at least catch waves in like the creator space. It's cool to get a follow from a guy like that who's been like doing it for so long, right? It's kind of like a uh, a pat on the shoulder from him. So uh, credit to Kevin God. But before we end this podcast, man, me and Avery will be there Tuesday. Uh, I don't know. Jr. will be. We'll see. We'll we'll maybe make the announcement. But legend of the game, Joey Chestnut will be in attendance. So me I Avery... need a picture with Joey Chestnut. Like I want to be sucking one end of a wiener, <laughs> and I want him to be on the other end. One. So. Someone clip that. That's uh, that's wild. <laughs> but yeah, I guess yo, he he's a legend, man. I, like I... Lady in the Tramp style picture, me and Joey Chestnut on a Schneider's dog. For sure, that would be that would do fucking. I numbers. think. So what was his record? Because I think I should do a hot dog competition while we're there on Tuesday. Like some see how many of... you could have do- Looney Dogs. Yeah, you gotta have his record is appreciated. Sure I think like, Avery. Absurd. I think your goal for Tuesday should be eighteen Looney Dogs. Okay, you have to have oh. sixty three hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, you're I... obviously not going to do it in ten minutes, but <laughs> no, Avery, just go for eighteen baby steps. We'll okay. update the people. But anyways, yeah, love you guys, man. Uh, the support was awesome this weekend with the live streams and just the interactions on Twitter as always. So uh, love you guys. We finally and, figured uh, out donations. Yeah, thanks to everyone that donated, obviously. Uh, we appreciate that. And uh, what we're going to do is now, if you can show proof that you donated to us at a Jays game, we will buy you a beer. It'll be on us, technically on you, actually. Kind of giving it back to you. But uh, uh, love you guys. Gate 14 forever, man. And uh, let's go to the moon. Why not? We'll talk to you guys before the Mariners come to town on Thursday. Gate 14 forever. Love you.